there. Praise the Lord. It's good to see you as we go on live for our Bible study lesson. Um, as we're still dealing with time and hope to be of encouragement. Uh, enjoying you to join in with us and our message. Definitely want to continue to pray for our community. Um, we recent tragedies hitting us hard in the city of Peoria. Uh, we pray that you stay encouraged uh, during this time. Uh, we truly trust in our Lord. Uh, he is able to do all things. So let's look towards him um, in this time. Also ask you to uh, just continue to uh, stay connected to your church members. If you can, call, email, text. Uh, let them know uh, how you're doing, check in with them, seeing how they're doing. Um, it's a good time to stay encouraged and lift one another up during these times. As times are hard, uh, we need each other. Uh, we need to be encouraged and let others know that they're being encouraged uh, in times such as this. So, uh, your connection is, never means more uh, in this process. So, I encourage you to join us. Waiting for more to get on. We'll be looking in our text in John, the 11th chapter. Familiar story to many of us. Sunday school goers to know the story of Lazarus. We're going to continue to look at our Lord and Savior, how he's able to turn death into life, how we can always just turn things around. Uh, for the good of those who love him are called according to his purpose. Double checking the connection, make sure everybody's able to get on. So if we can turn to our, our text and John 11 chapters where we'll be, um, we'll be ready to meditate on his word. Learn a little something here. 
Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining. Uh, those who are able to catch in, design, helping you we have this posted on Facebook. Uh, so good for you to join us. Um, keep in mind, we want to continue to be praying and praying um, for those who are going through situations in their lives. And we pray that our God continue to minister to them and encourage them. Uh, we definitely seen in our own community recently, we have a few deaths and Tragedies. Many of us now are knowing people personally um, who are being impacted, who are passing, who are infected by the COVID-19 disease. And we know this is trying times as are uh, not able to celebrate life the same way uh, because of this social distancing and the way we want to help preserve other lives from going through the same tragedy. And so um, before we get into our lesson and studying of our God, let us turn to our God in a moment of prayer, a moment of encouragement, and trusting in him as many of us are grieving and mourning and dealing with this situation in different ways because it's touched home. Definitely have a tragedy in our own community. We want to pray for those families and those involved uh, as well. And we just need our God and uh, his healing just to continue to move in our lives. So let us pray. Lord, we are just desperate for your presence. I'm desperate for your healing, desperate for your comfort. Speak of God into our hearts, into our minds. May we be transformed as we just surrender to you, uh, that you will work on our hearts, work on our minds. Lord, help us to take advantage of some of the hustle and bustle that has been moved away from many of us, able to work remotely. Uh, help us to spend that time redeeming the time of prayer and studying and drawing closer to you. We pray for those, God, who are lost their jobs and are struggling and are looking for um, help and support that you will surround them, comfort them, minister to them, uh, guide them to resources and show them how you can even supply. Uh, help us, God, as our lifestyles have changed and, and they may not be as convenient as once. They may have been that we just trust you to supply our every need and help us, Lord, to be more appreciative um, to the blessings you've given us and trust your provision during this hardship. And may we be so mindful to give you all the glory and all the honor, Lord, we pray. Amen. Again, thank you all for joining us. I'm going to study our word today. Uh, pray again that we be enlightened by God's word, be encouraged by God's word as we look at our text for today coming from the John 11 chapter. Um, looking at verses um, 17 to 27, uh, talking about the familiar story of Lazarus and how Lazarus uh, was raised to life. And so we're going to talk about how Christ can turn death um, into life. Uh, this is definitely a challenging time for us as we are 
um, dealing with the times of, of hurt, we're dealing with times of pain, um, we're dealing with um, people of uh, sacrifices in so many different ways just to um, as we're trying to all cope and make it through um, this situation. And so we welcome you just to, in your own way, just to turn to God and trust in him um, in this time frame. Um, and we look into his word and uh, three points I'm trying to pull out from this text that we have hope in Christ, that Christ can take any situation. He can turn it around. And the lastly, I want us to really kind of meditate on this thing about how God moves at his time and not our time. And the last one I want us to kind of focus and meditate on, because this is what we're dealing with right now. We will want everything to be over. We want everything to happen with how we think it should happen and when it should happen. Uh, but yet if we can just trust in God and believe that he knows what's best, he's always going to work it out for us in the long run. And so we're going to look at that today because in John 11, chapter verse three, um, it says the two sisters sent a message to Jesus to tell him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. Now, remember, our lesson is going to pick up at verses 17 and 27. But as you study God's word, it's always good to get the context. So you always want to read before and, and what is after. And so before we get to our focus study, let's deal with what is beforehand. Beforehand, Christ is spending some time with his disciple and he's teaching. He gets this message that Lazarus is ill, but he does not come right away. He, so he, he gets this message. Now, I'm going to point out that this message comes to Jesus with a message of hope. Uh, Mary and Martha have hope that if Jesus shows up, uh, he can change the situation. And how oftentimes in our lives we send a prayer to God, we go to God expecting him to give us an immediate reply of what is going to happen. And here's the problem that many of us suffer with, that we don't have the patience we say we have. Uh, we wait on things that we want, but patience is endurance. Patience is Endurance. Patience is endurance. Yes, I said it three times to help you understand. Patience is not what you wait to get because you know it's going to come. Patience is dealing with hardships. Patience is able to endure hardships and, and dealing with things that are not comfortable, trusting that you're going to get the result. And so here's why we have to have patience with God, understanding that no matter what I'm going through, I can endure what I'm going through, believing that he's going to deliver for me. And so what does it mean to have hope? Hope is basically to know that Jesus is our hope. That he is our all in all, that he brings hope, he is hope, he provides hope. Martha and Mary looked at him for hope and believed that things could work out. And so here's the situation I want to point out again. Martha and Mary send the message to Jesus. But Jesus has a different plan about the whole situation. And what is difficult to understand here is that Mary and Martha are not privy to this plan. And that's true in our lives, that we are not privileged to know the plans God has for us. And that's where trust comes into place. Because John, the 11th chapter, verse 4, still before we get to verse 16 and 17, uh, it says that, but when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God, so that the Son of God will be received glory from this. So Mary and Martha is not privileged to know because they are not with uh, uh, Jesus when the message comes to him to hear that Jesus saying, hey, this is all being done for God to receive glory and his illness, his sickness will not end in death. Mary and Martha don't care about that. I know if I was Mary and Martha, too, I wouldn't care about that. I'm, my, my brother's ill now and I need him healthy now. 
not how it's going to be for God's glory, but that's where we get caught up that we got to not make it about ourselves, but clearly listen to the words of our God and trust him that he knows what is best because he is good. And since God is good, he knows how to be good to us and do what is good for us. And so it says to give glory. And so another aspect to talk about, about glory, um, glory in, in the Greek, we get the word doxa. And it's a heavy word, it's a weighty word that represents the character and the conduct of Christ. Matter of fact, um, John talks about they beheld his his glory in Exodus um, 24, 16 and 17, after the people of Israel were delivered from slavery, they saw his glory. Exodus 24, 16, 17 reads this way. And the glory of the Lord settled down on the Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from the inside the cloud. To the Israelites, the foot of the mountain, the glory of the Lord appeared at the summit like a consuming fire. John 1 and 14 the precursor we know says, so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and he was and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. And so the glory of Christ is present. God, yet now God is glory is his character, his conduct, and Jesus in the flesh is showing them a glimpse of his glory by him saying that this is for his glory, the illness of Lazarus will not lead into death, but it's for the glory of God because God is good. And so we need we desire to stand before the presence of God and his glory. And the only way we can do that is through Christ. And so look how Christ is showing us so glory in this moment. So we're going to fast forward now to verse 17. It's been roughly four days. Uh, Jesus is responding to this message. He did not come uh, as soon as he got the message. He waited. Um, he shared that with his disciples. And now he comes and they've had the funeral. They buried him. He's been in the grave. And so he, this is what's happening here. It says when Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Again, God's timing is not our timing. How do I deal with God's timing? How do I deal with my pain? How do I deal with my struggles? How do I deal things are not working out the way I want to in in the presence of God, knowing that I'm trusting you, God, but I'm not seeing the results I want to see. Her, their brother was healthy. Now he's ill. Now Christ shows up. There's times in our lives that we might suffer loss before we see him show up. And this is what they're dealing with. We have to be willing to endure the pain when we're trusting in our Lord. And so. This is what happens in verses 20 to 22 when he shows up. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you only had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. In trusting Jesus, she shows us that I, I believe that you are possible of healing him. But. Now he's dead. And so here's the situation. We got to keep hope alive. We have to keep hope alive that no matter what I'm going through, I can trust God that you can still turn it around. Here that she was consigned to her grief, to a mourning that is over. It's the end. And nothing can change the situation. 
But the joy of Jesus is our strength. And here's how Jesus, even in her hardship and her pain, he speaks life to her to let her know. Jesus told her, your brother will rise, rise again. Remember, Jesus says that his his death, his sickness will not end in death. This is not the end. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Martha, not catching on, says, yes, he will rise when everyone else rises in the last day. Jesus told her, he, he noticed the tense here. He's not future tense, present tense. I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this, Martha? Martha receives this truth and she leaves, but others are not receiving this truth. Because uh, when Martha leaves, Mary comes. And, and this is what happens when Mary comes. So Jesus stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, he saw the other people wailing with her. A deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see Jesus. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. But some said this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? And so after he dealt with Martha, Mary comes and still they're not believing, still they're not understanding that um, they're facing death. And they think this is the end, not knowing it doesn't have to stay this way. And yet Jesus still is showing that. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. I'm going to help you out today that this text is showing us that even in their doubt, even in their pain, even as they're waiting uh, and mourning, feeling like the time has ended, they have not caught on that God's power is still working. God is still able to move in our lives. So we're dealing with hardship. We're dealing with pain right now. But what this text shows us is that even while we're dealing with that, we can see God is still working in our lives and he is trying to show us how we can trust in him and he can turn our situations around. What would that look like for us? Many, many of us, we're not going to see our loved one be raised back to life to see us again on this side. But we do know the power of the resurrection, that when Christ comes back, we will all be changed and be with him. But we do know that God is still a healer. We still know he is a provider. We still know that he's involved in reconciliation, healing, and hallelujah, he's still involved in salvation, that all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so in times like this, there's hardships, there's times that we can turn, that we still can find life. We can still find hope in Jesus Christ. 
who is our Lord and Savior, who is our strength, who is our all in all. Now, we must trust in him and believe in him in all that we're doing. And so as we look at this, look what Christ is saying. Show me where the tomb is. And he says this in anger because he's so moved that many of them are doubting and say, hey, maybe he was here. He can heal blind man. What's going on? How we, how, how we couldn't save his own friend? So Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? I encourage you, saints, keep on believing. Believe that you're going to see his glory. Believe that he's going to reveal himself to us. Verse 41 says, so they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in headcloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen. Jesus shows us the glory of God. Through this power of his resurrection. Now, remember I said you want to read before and after. I want to close our time of studying um, what comes after in this text. Uh, if, if you join with me at looking after verses 44, uh, and I'm sorry, verses 40 to 45, look what happens here. It says that they got, they, verse 45 right here, it says, Many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen. But verse 46 has a but. But some went to the Pharisees, told them what Jesus has done. Here's the catch. Then the leading priests and the Pharisees called the high council together. What are we going to do? They asked each other. This man certainly performs many miraculous signs. If we allow him to go on like this, soon everyone will believe in him. Then the Roman army will come and destroy both our temple and our nation. Caiaphas, who was the high priest at the time, said, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't realize that it's better for you that one man should die for the people than the whole nation to be destroyed. He did not say this on his own. As a high priest at the time, he was led by the prophecy that Jesus would die for the entire nation. And not only for that nation, but bring together and unite all the children of God scattered around the world. Here's here's another as of this this prophetic message of what happened with Lazarus, with a deeper meaning behind it than just Lazarus coming to light that it was a, it was a precursor of how Christ was going to die and rise again. So verse fifty three says, So from that time on the Jewish leaders began to plot Jesus' death. And so this whole part of Lazarus was a, a small part of the bigger part. And I'm gonna say this to you that when we look at the text sometimes we get caught up so with ourselves that we don't see the bigger picture. But let's take a time right now in your life and just step back and say, God, show me the bigger picture. It's hard on you. It's hard on everyone. But God, show me the bigger picture. How can you get the glory out of this? Let us pray. Father, we are desperate to see your glory. And so we turn it over to you. Speak to our hearts and our minds in our pain and our suffering and our hardship that we can just trust you to work it out in our favor because you are good. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen.
Thank you for joining this moment of study and this word. Uh, feel free to share this message. There's some posted questions on there as well, the polls on there. You can use it to help spark some other conversations with your home, with your family, with your friends. And then how God can bring hope in your life, how he can turn it around in your life, and how we can learn to wait on God on his time. Thank you. God bless you. Jesus loves you. And so do I.